With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So we are reflecting on Newcastle United's 3-2 win at the City Ground against Nottingham Forest on Saturday night. It was a 5.30 kickoff, and it was some atmosphere. Uh, both sets of supporters providing a great backdrop for the players. And I thought if you were neutral watching, then that would have been a great game to enjoy uh, a great advert for the Premier League. Um, but I think if you're a Newcastle or Forest fan, then it was probably a tough watch at times, although it did end uh, in success for Newcastle United. This is Lee Ryder, the Chief Football Writer of the Chronicle and Chronicle Live. Uh, I've been covering the game down here tonight and I'm just going to give you some thoughts. But I think it's always worth, first and foremost, uh, running through uh, what actually happened in the game, um, the statistics. Um, so, yeah, so Newcastle grabbed the lead early in this game, uh, 10 minutes on the clock. Uh, Almiron rolled the ball to Trippier, who whipped in across with Venom. And then Bruno Gamirez at the back post, absolute laser beam of a volley, uh, left Matt Sells, the former Newcastle keeper, with no chance at all. And Newcastle were 1-0 up. And at that point, I thought this could be a comfortable night. Uh, had watched um, Nottingham Forest's game against Bristol City the other night, the highlights of it at least, and I thought Nottingham Forest weren't very good, and um, I thought there was gaps to expose. Uh, but as it turned out, uh, it was a tougher game uh, than that start to the game suggested, and the Bristol City game suggested. So uh, what happened after that was, you know, difficult for Newcastle. I thought. Going into the game, everyone had concerns about Dan Byrne. Um, you know, he'd had some problems against Luton the week before. And I did think that Nottingham Forest were targeting him. Um, they, they were looking at that area of the pitch as a potential weak area. Uh, Gibbs White played a great ball through for Alanga, And he basically sprinted past Byrne and Botman. And Dubravka decided to rush out. Uh, and in doing so, gave uh, Elanga the chance to just slot it underneath him. Um, making the early decision gave Elanga the chance to score, and yeah, he took he took that opportunity. So one-one, the place was absolutely jumping, and it was set up for Nottingham Forest again to potentially, you know, cause a problem or two for Newcastle United and potentially pull off a shock. Um, but Newcastle went back ahead and again Trippier playing the ball forward uh, Botman knocks down Fabian Scheer finds the finish again um, he must like playing in the Midlands because that's three goals in these last two games in this part of the world and yeah 2-1 up you think going in the break Newcastle are in full control but then um, another twist and a disappointing equaliser really um Newcastle didn't defend well from the front. Um, they couldn't get anywhere near the two centre-backs and that's where the goal came from. They worked it forward uh, and eventually fell for Hudson-Odoi who played a 1-2 and then curled it in 
uh, took a slight deflection, I think, off Lewis Miley uh, and Dubravko's route to the spot. So we were back where we started at 2-2. Um, the second half, I thought the start of the second half uh, probably belonged to Nottingham Forest. I thought they asked the, the serious questions um, up until the hour mark when Newcastle decided to make a change and bring on Harvey Barnes. And it was a positive move. Um, Harvey Barnes had the ball down the left-hand side. Um, Newcastle, from that moment, uh, won the ball back for a minute. And then um, Nottingham Forest made a mistake. It fell to Bruno Gamerez. He took a, a lovely touch. If you look back at it, one touch took him right to the edge of the box and he just smashes it home. It's a wonderful goal. 3-2, Newcastle, 66 minutes in control again. Um, and this time they would not throw the lead away. But um, the game did not come without controversy because Newcastle came very close to conceding a penalty Um it was just a simple ball over the top from Matt Sells um, for Awoni to chase on. He got past Botman again. I didn't think Botman had a great game, actually, um, despite how many Dutch masterclasses he served up. But, yeah, Awoni got in the box and he went over and then it looked like, to me, Dubravka got a touch and could have been a penalty. What? made me really worried when I was watching the VAR check in pro progress was the fact that Dubravka almost cursed himself that he'd moved his hand and I thought that that would play into the hands of VAR. Thankfully, it did not. Um, Newcastle uh, held on for the win, but Nottingham Forest, some good openings in the closing stages, but they just couldn't, couldn't find an equaliser and Newcastle held on. Uh, for a 3-2 win. I mean, to be fair, Newcastle could possibly pinch the goal or two um, late on. Bruno played a couple of brilliant balls forward, but uh, Newcastle just couldn't get on the end of them. So, yeah, 3-2, great away win. It's only Newcastle's third away win in the Premier League this season. But in 2024, they've been much better away from home. That's now two Premier League wins and also two FA Cup wins, if you include Sunderland and Fulham. So they seem to have shaken off the, the travel bug that they, they've picked up. Um, not quite sure what you put that down to. Just, you know, as I say, breaking the duck. But we do know that Newcastle just flew here and back or travelled here and back for this fixture today. Um, whether Eddie Howe's making things less complicated behind the scenes. Um, who knows? But it's worked. Newcastle have won 3-2. Um, you know, I don't think Eddie Howe's going to get into uh, his preparation <laughs> techniques too much with with the press. Um, but yeah, what what a day it was really. Um, and it started with the, could you say, shock appearance of Anthony Gordon. Remember in the press conference, there was a bit of an indication from Eddie that... He might not feature. He said he hadn't trained. He, de he didn't say definitely on the record he wasn't playing. He wasn't completely ruled out. Uh, he was just very, very eloquent with his, his wording of it. Uh, maybe he was touch and go. You know, Maybe that's part of the reason why they travelled down so late. They were waiting on him. Who knows? Uh, but Newcastle really 
uh, were a better team with him in it because he offers that really sort of intense presence in the in the final third, and I think that helped. But look, um, were Newcastle lucky today with the penalty call? Probably were. Um, was it was the performance convincing? Not really, no, because Nottingham Forest were probably disappointed they didn't get something out of the game. Um, but it doesn't really matter because Newcastle have turned it round a little bit away from home now. So if you look at the table, uh, they're in a good position now. I think you know sitting in seventh. It's not. It's a far cry from last season, but you know Newcastle players now are talking about potentially pushing for the Champions League again. And they are 11 points off the Champions League places. Tottenham in fourth place. We all know Tottenham are, are capable of uh, a late collapse. So let's let's wait and see. Uh, I think really the fact that Newcastle... The fact we're talking about Newcastle still potentially perhaps being in the Champions League race with... 14 games left, I think, is an achievement, really, with the way this season was going at one point. And, yeah, you you never know. But I think the Europa League is probably a, a more realistic target. Uh, I did say to Eddie Howe in the press conference, I repeated what I probably said on the last two or three podcasts, uh, which was that if Newcastle do finish in Europe this season, it's probably a bigger achievement than finishing the Champions League last season not in exactly the same way of course but given the injury issues you know up to 10 injuries at a time uh, the Sandro Tonali suspension uh, all the adversity all the getting used to being in the Champions League again I think if Newcastle can salvage a, a European place in any of the three competitions then they've done unbelievable I mean if, <laughs> you know if Eddie, Eddie can turn it round now and get in the Champions League then you know, I don't think anyone can argue with with, with his efforts as manager. Um, but look, I think we've got now to look at the last part of the season in a positive way. Uh, I think Newcastle have got games they can they can win, and next week against Bournemouth is one of them. You know, Bournemouth are right down there in the bottom half. Um, they beat Newcastle two 0 down on the south coast earlier in the season. It was probably the start. Of it, of what we, well, probably was the start of things going wrong. If I'm being honest, you know, Kieran Trippy having the clash with the fan, the leggy and lethargic performance, and just everything going wrong really uh, on the day, and it set the tone for a, a number of away games. You know, you know, I could reel them off: Everton, Tottenham, Liverpool, just everything going completely the opposite way it was last season but look that's behind Newcastle now they seem to have just got over those those jitters uh, it's coincided with them going out of the Champions League it's coincided with a much less demanding schedule it's coincided with Eddie Howe having a full week to work with the players you've seen that today um, you know the, the set piece uh, the routine of Almiro rolling out to, to Trippier where I mean whether Bruno's been volleying them in at the back post. Interesting, I, I don't know, but I'm sure he's been arriving and getting on the end of a lot of them. So there was, there is a lot to almost be grateful about being out of Europe. 
despite you know how much we all enjoy it and, and I'm sure when the European football does resume we are all going to wonder what might have been you know especially when those Champions League games start again and we we see um, Dortmund in there and PSG in there where, and we know it could have been us uh, but you know, and even the Europa Games, um, Newcastle could have been part of that this spring. But who's to say that that wouldn't have messed the season up um, even more? So th- there is positives of, of not being in Europe, but I'm sure we will get a reminder of how, how much we enjoyed it uh, later. But the the positive is that Newcastle plan to go back there in in some shape or form this season. I think there is a cut off point now. Emerging in the in the Premier League, of you know the teams fighting at the top half, and those now just trying to have a respectable finish almost in the season. I mean, Newcastle, the days of counting up to to forty points to be safe are, are long gone. Uh, there's there's an opportunity now to to get something, in. and and there's still the FA Cup as well. Uh, we we keep going back to that, so I'm sure everyone look forward to that Blackburn game and then seeing what the draw brings but there's so much still to look forward to I said this in the build up to the game um, there's so many players to come back from injury as well uh, unfortunately a couple of injury issues after the game tonight which was uh, Jacob Murphy picking up a groin injury in the warm up and secondly was Callum Wilson suffering an arm muscle injury uh, straight after the final whistle the Physios ran on to to attend to him, and that was concerning um, for him. So we'll have to wait and see if that's going to be a blow. But the final word, you've got to give it to the players and say they hung in there, they dug in, they done well, they've won another game, they've you know hit back at any critics that they believe are floating around. But they certainly enjoyed it because you know the <laughs> they were still. Partying with the fans, you know, a good 10 minutes after the final whistle. Uh, the fans were still on the ground about 20 minutes afterwards. It was great to see. And, you know, Eddie Howe having his little moment as well. A uh, bit of a Jurgen Klopp-style celebration with the Newcastle fans. And, yeah, it's it's good to see. Uh, you're now going to back it up at home to Bournemouth. And it's a game, really, you look at and think, you know, they can get what they need from that and then again take another step closer to where they really want to be which is the top four not the top seven so we'll look forward to that one um thanks for listening i hope you enjoy this post game podcast when the adrenaline is still running but um when it all calms down i think people will look at that league table and think 36 points with 14 games to go not a bad position to be in, especially given uh, all those injuries Newcastle United have endured this season. The pack treatment room, uh, you could probably write a book about this season, and uh, you know, maybe maybe someone will, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. But thanks for listening, and we'll be doing another one of these after Bournemouth next weekend. <laughs>